everyone. Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in from a place not too far away from where I'm at, we've got Trevor Mock zooming in from beautiful Oregon. How are you doing today, Trevor? Dave, I'm, I'm doing amazing, man. I appreciate the invite. Well, I'm glad to have you because we're going to be talking about something that's really, really interesting to me, and that is all about creating marketing and systems and processes to attract motivated sellers and motivated leads for our real estate endeavors. And, and Trevor, uh, we, we haven't talked about this, but, but back in the day when I first got into real estate investing here in Kamloops, BC of all places, I was doing all these different marketing things to try and attract motivated sellers, but it was definitely old school. And you've, you've kicked things up 87 notches and now you've, you've got things automated and systematized online for helping real estate entrepreneurs to find good deals. So why don't we, why don't we start right there? What is kind of the, in your opinion, what is the guts of a modern lead generation system for real estate entrepreneurs? Man, it's such a good question, Dave. And I'm going to be the first one to tell anybody that every method that you guys have heard people talk about and how to get sellers, they all work, right? That's the first thing. Direct mail still works. Some people say it doesn't, it still does. The metrics might've changed a little bit. If it's getting really competitive in a market, I might have to send more or send different mail, whatever. Cold calling works. Text messaging still works as long as you can do it legally in your area. Knocking on doors, driving for dollars. It all works. You know, I'm, I'm thinking market. fax broadcast probably doesn't work <laughs> that, that well. That, that one probably doesn't work and hopefully no one's teaching that. Or maybe, maybe someone is. But uh, you know, Facebook marketing works. Google ads work. SEO, it, it all works. And so that's the first thing is, is I always want people to know that there's not one shiny, shiny bullet that's like, this is the one and only thing. The thing that I always want people to focus in on first, Dave, is, is to kind of work backwards and say, well, what type of business do I want, first of all? And what most people do, and myself included in this, Dave, is we, we start a business, then we look around and say, okay, you know, what are, what are other people doing? Now let me just start emulating them. And then they fall into a business model based on just emulation. And in a year or two, they look back and go, man, I thought this business was going to give me freedom. You know, I thought it was going to give me flexibility. And they think, well, maybe if I just do more deals, maybe if I do this, I can hire a person, then I'll be able to get free. And what ends up happening, Dave, is we look back and realize that our marketing dictates our lifestyle, that our business gives us more than we think. And that's what I had discovered before Carrot and in my previous companies, I got wore out. Business was good. Money was, was good. Customers were coming in, but it was a boom and a bust. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we had a marketing campaign hit and then it went really, really good. And then we got busy fulfilling it and we, we got off the hamster wheel, right? And then the hamster slowly turns to a stop. Then you go, oh, shoot, we got to get back on it again, get the marketing coming. And you're like that forever. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I can directly relate to that whole process for sure. And yeah. And, and that works with any outbound marketing pretty much, right? So direct mail, it works. You get the amazing mail piece. You get the great list. You drop the mail, the 5,000 pieces. You get calls coming in. And unless you've got a team you take those calls, you're busy, you stop the marketing because you're so busy. And then three months later, your pipeline goes way down because of the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. And so what, what I set out to do with my business after that, as I said, what marketing was the most consistent for me and what type of business do I want to create? And I said, well, I want a business that is consistent. I want a business that, you know, that grows momentum, doesn't keep me on this hamster wheel. And what type of marketing gave me that? And I kept on looking back and I kept on looking back and I said, well, 
the volume didn't come from this online stuff, but the consistency sure did. Whenever people are looking to solve a problem, what do they do? They Google it. Pick up the phone, Google it, right? And so I said, well, that's working well for us. What if I just did a lot more of that? And what if I could get in front of the most motivated people because they're actively seeking out a solution instead of dropping 5,000 mailing pieces, hoping to get one motivated person or instead of picking up the phone and getting 70 cold call leads and out of those 70 or out of those 60, one's going to turn into a deal, but you've still got to sift through the 60. And so that's what we focus on, Dave, as we said, Let's make the base of the marketing evergreen marketing, marketing that adds value, marketing that gets in front of that stream of your most motivated people who go to Google and type up phrases like sell my house fast Toronto or selling a house and divorce or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then we amplify it with paid marketing route bound for the volume. Very, very cool. So Trevor, what, what are some of the, um, bigger challenges? I think you touched on it, but you know, you're dealing with a lot of what I call mom and pop real estate entrepreneurs, right? Like one guy, one gal type shows that are looking to to scale up. So what are their their biggest challenges? I mean, you talked about the hit and miss there, but uh, what I'm reading between the lines is as well, like the whole learning curve of how to figure out this whole online Mm -hmm. thing, because it just seems like every time you turn around, Facebook's changing the rules, Google's slapping you silly, whatever's going on, it's happening, right? So What are your observations about that with the average real estate guy or gal? Yeah. So the first thing, Dave, is a mindset shift. And so, you know, over over the years with care and before we started to notice what do most people treat a website as? They they treat it as kind of a brochure or like an online business card, right? Yeah. And um, what happens is when we treat our website like, hey, a website's a website, let me throw one up we actually don't look at it as an asset or as a tool in our business other than this brochure. And so we said, well, a website shouldn't just be a website. It should be what we call an authority hub. Your website should be the center of all of your marketing, not just this satellite thing over here that, oh, oh, I better have a website. Because this is what the mom and pops all the way up to the biggest clients of ours is what we suggest that they do. As we always say, okay, cool. What marketing are you already doing? Well, I'm doing direct mail. I'm doing cold calling. Amazing. If it's working, keep doing it. Like, don't stop. But when you send out that direct mail piece or when you make the cold call, what do a lot of those people do? They pick up their phone and they Google your phone number that you texted from or your phone number that you called from because they're like, who is this person who keeps calling me? And they go, they take up that direct mail piece and they Google the phone number on there or they Google your company name because they're looking to, to vet and verify you. They're so that's due the due diligence. Exactly. So that's the very first thing, Dave, is shift the way that we think about a website. Don't think about it as I have to have the website just if I want online leads. I get all my deals with offline or cold calling. Think of it as how many deals am I losing right now because I don't have a good credible source for people to go and find me online. Or when they do get there, it's hard to navigate my website on the cell phone. And if if your average profit per deal is 20,000 bucks, work that back and go, oh, shoot, I send out 5,000 mailing pieces a month, or I do this many cold calls or whatever it is. How many deals am I probably losing right now every year? Well, shoot, probably at least one. So you're losing at least $20,000 by not having what we call your authority hub online. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first shift is no matter how big your business is or how small it is, everybody, your offline marketing drives online demand and you need your website to be a hub of your authority. And the ways you can do that where it's different than a normal website is this. Normally, someone's going to launch a website and it's going to have an opt-in form and all that kind of stuff. 
we optimize for that really heavily and make them convert well. But the next thing you need to do is according to our data, Dave, the number three most visited web page on all of the 10,000 websites across our network, it's bounces between three and, and four is always the about page. Always. Right. It doesn't matter if it's buyers, it doesn't matter if it's sellers, it doesn't matter if it's tenants, it's always the about page. And so that's the very first thing. When you launch your website, spend some pretty significant time making a really good about page because people are clicking it going, okay, I landed on this site. I'm a seller. My first checkbox I'm trying to check is, do they have a service that's relevant to my problem? Does it look like they can solve this problem I've got? And so make sure your website initially addresses that. Hey, we can buy your house. Hey, we'd love to make you a cash offer. Hey, it can be quick. We can put the most money in your pocket. Oh man, that checks my boxes. Like it seems like you can solve my problem. Right. Number two is, well, how does this thing work? Like that's the next thing that pops up in their mind. Well, that, that sounds cool, but how's it work? Like, is it real? Is it a scam? Is it... And so then right there, the next thing on your website should be a button that says how it works, right? And then take out a video, you know, a, a camera, record yourself in front of a whiteboard or like you do a lot of your videos in front of the flip chart, right? And say, hey, if you're looking to sell your house here in blah, 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 British Columbia, I'm going to walk you through the different options you have and how our process works. You make a call. We're going to talk about blah. Here's how we make our offers. Here's how we calculate it. And here's what your offer even will look like and blah lowers their guard, educates them. You're going to crack through because most of your competitors aren't doing that. And then the third thing that pops up in their mind is they go, okay, cool. They have a service that looks like I can solve my problem. I understand how it works. Now it's different than working with an agent. Are they people that I want to work with? Like, are they trustworthy? And that's where the about page comes up. That's where credibility and testimonials come up. If you just do that on your website and make it, make it so it's more of an authority hub, that's going to dramatically increase the ROI of any of the marketing that you're already doing. Good, a great, great tips. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, that's, that is good stuff, Trevor. So just out of curiosity, how did this whole thing come to be for you? Like, were, were you actively doing deals and cold calling, direct mailing, all this kind of stuff? And, and it seems like you probably got a little bit of a techie background if you're, mm. if you got all this kind of set up. So how did that look? What did that journey look like for you? Yeah, it's, it's an awesome question. So I'm not a house flipper. I'm not a wholesaler. I've wholesaled one property directly myself in life. I've partnered on dozens of deals with our clients, but just one by myself. I'm a buy and hold guy. So when I was in college, 21 years old, you know, back in the day, I bought a four, a four unit apartment building, literally using the Carlton sheets, like the actual course. It was sitting, sitting over there in a dusty shelf in a family member's place. Uh, he said I could have it, you know, if I would use it and I wouldn't have to pay him back for it if I closed the deal in that next next year. And I just researched the heck out of things online. And I ended up finding a, a seller who was looking to offload the properties and retire and didn't want to have that big capital gains tax thing. And mm-hmm. I bought that first four unit building with 600 bucks in my pocket and Carlton, she's no money down stuff. It worked. And um, since then, I've acquired some more properties. But for me, kind of how I got into the the online marketing side, Dave, was this. Is for me, kind of going back to the very part of the start of this interview, where I'm suggesting people write down, like, what do you want out of your business? You know, what are your non-negotiables? What must that business provide for you rather than you just supporting it? And at that time, I started to look at wholesaling and flipping, and I thought I wanted to do it. And for me, just my personal preferences, I said, man... I'm finding that I'm personally not crazy passionate about the daily business of flipping and wholesaling as I was digging into it and generating leads. I launched my first website as a GoDaddy site and I started to get leads from Craigslist. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with sellers, didn't end up getting a deal done. 
And I said, I don't really enjoy this, but what I do enjoy is the marketing. Like that's fun. I enjoyed figuring out how to, how to think like a seller and a buyer. I enjoyed figuring out how to add value online and marketing and get those leads. And I said, what if I could just make real estate my long-term wealth building thing and I could do my daily work doing this marketing stuff? And that was back in 08. And since then, I started working with a bunch of investors, a bunch of agents, driving leads for myself and my businesses, sold a couple of companies that were internet-based businesses. And then in 2013, I was looking for a transition in my own business. And I had a contractor walk into my office. And this is after about six years of running an agency that did this for big businesses, some real estate people, generating a lot of leads for myself. And the contractor walks in and he says, he says, Trevor, I've got this website, you know, a Wix website or something. And he said, um, I did everything they told me to do. I launched it. It looks pretty. It's online, da, 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 but it's not getting any leads. I can't find it in Google when I search for our category. And even when people do go there, it's not turning into leads. Can you help me? And I looked at it in a matter of seconds, just from that six years prior of, of running online businesses, learning how to attract people through Google and convert them once they got there. And within seconds, I knew he needed to change this and change this and make the opt-in box look like this and adjust this thing here and do this for SEO. And if you do all this, it'll rank well and it'll get leads. And he said, well, cool. I don't know how to do that. Can anyone do that? And I said, not here in Roseburg, man. Like all, most of the web designers are going to build something that looks pretty, but it won't perform. Right. And I looked at it and said, man, that's the real problem. Like that's the problem with small businesses, especially high margin service businesses like real estate. We're taught to get online, but then we weren't actually given tools that actually performed once we got there. And when you're in a high margin service business, if you lose just one deal, that's a big deal. It could be 10,000 bucks, 20,000, $30,000. And so we launched Carrot in 2014 with that background that I had had in real estate and lead generation and that epiphany of like, man, high margin service businesses don't need a website. They need something that actually performs and works because the stakes are high when you lose deals. And it's worked. We're 8,000 clients active right now and about 4 million leads, most of motivated sellers and hundreds of millions in, in real estate transactions closed. So uh, that's, that's awesome. the short of it. Trevor, so have you seen, I mean, if you've got that many clients, I'm sure it runs the gamut of all sorts of different real estate investing styles. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about flippers, we've talked about wholesalers, that kind of thing. Do the same ideas hold true for somebody who's looking for multifamily leads, mm. who's looking for mobile home parks or commercial yeah. stuff or all of these, is it basically kind of the same thing, perhaps on a smaller, you know, not so much of a volume scale? Really good question. So the Google part of it specifically. So if, you know, people go into Google and type in sell my house fast, insert city or whatever, if you were to type in sell my house fast Toronto, as an example, three or four of the top six sites are all carrot sites in Toronto. And that works great for the consumer where it doesn't work as effectively as far as to get a volume of sellers is where the person isn't searching semi, you know, fourplex fast in Toronto or semi apartment building quickly. The thought process with most people who own apartment buildings or who own, you know, mobile home park, they're probably going to go first, think about a broker. They're going to say, well, shoot, who can sell this for me? Or they might hit up other investors and say, I've got this deal. Or some of them might even post it themselves. And we, we found that can be really effective actually using Craigslist for those types of deals for sure. Where you go to Craigslist, look at, it could be an apartment building that has listings and you can tell it's about the size that you're looking for. Or it could be a mobile home park or it could even be single family. 
And we have a lot of success there with our clients outreaching to people on Craigslist proactively and saying, hey, I know you're renting this thing, but would you want to sell the whole property? And so that works. Where the online part can work really well for multifamily, for commercial, for mobile home, are these two ways. So number one, if you're looking to acquire a property and you want to build credibility and or get financing, having a really good website and authority hub is great for that. Number two, I actually use Carrot for my tenants. So for my rental properties, I get text messages from Carrot every single week that are all all 100% inbound where someone did a Google search like, you know, Klamath Falls apartments for rent near OIT, near, near the college. And it's ranked high, the opt-in. But it, it is going to be harder to find a, a seller of an apartment building through organic search unless yeah. you're you know, optimizing as a broker or something. But again, still the whole idea of having that authority hub so when they do check you out, they got something impressive to, to look Exactly. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Time flies when you're having fun, my friend. So Trevor, if, if people want to find out more about you and take a look at at these real estate entrepreneur websites, what should they do? Yeah, just just go to carrot.com. We've got tons of free content there, guys and gals. So if you're a, a house flipper, house wholesaler, we have a lot of land investors, note investors, lots of mobile home investors as well, where they're trying to buy onesie, twosie mobile homes, which is actually a great way to backdoor your way into a mobile home park potentially. That's a good idea. Yeah, carrot.com, guys and gals, great content there. And, and we have tons of free resources in a podcast called The Carrot Cast. Awesome. Trevor, it's always fun talking with smart guys like yourself, especially about fun stuff like marketing. So congratulations on the success of, uh, of your business and on all the success your, your members are, are enjoying as well, using your services. So good job. Well, Dave, I, I appreciate it, man. And, and everybody, one, kind of one last parting word here is one of the biggest things that we see with our clients that differentiates their success versus not is are they latched into one core source of a mentor or a coach rather than looking at six or seven different ones? And so you guys are in the right spot with Dave. If you've resonated with his message, which obviously you have, and you're on his podcast for a reason, go deeper on his content, go back in the archives of, of the podcast, go grab his books, things like that, because that's one of the biggest mistakes I see people make. They get distracted by three, four, five mentors same thing. What they're teaching probably all works, but go deep on one that you resonate with. And man, I, I appreciate you doing great stuff for the community. Thank you very much, Trevor. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Well, talk thank to you. Me. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.